Episode 17, back from the basement. It's the Never Graduate Show, presented by Barstool Joes. Unfortunately, ties out today, so Riley on the intro. Uh, also, we have Nick, Jack, and Ryan here today. How are we, boys? Fantastic. Doing well. Good. All right. Uh, good show lined up for today. We got current events, red light, green light, a special interview with ESPN's Mike Breen, hold my beer, whoa, just take it easy, man, yellow lights, random thoughts, all that and more coming up next. <laughs> All right, so current events this week, obviously a lot happening with college basketball. What do you guys think? Yeah, it's um, it seems like it's been a long time coming because you hear all these other you know nonsense news articles about Louisville, North Carolina, just a, a bunch of other scandals. Um, so it's not really surprising. I think the surprising part about it is the amount of teams on there. I don't think we expected kind of like a Mitchell report, like 30 plus programs high 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 scale programs yeah too. i feel like you wouldn't like some of the schools that it said like i feel like you wouldn't have to pay those players to go to those schools like michigan state uh i think duke was on there like a lot of places that you wouldn't think would have to pay players to like well now i think the question school. is how long has this been going yeah. on you know so um and then it also raises the question like guys like colin sexton who's like a top player at and he ended up at alabama it's like now i kind of understand why he ended up there um Isaiah Whitehead played for Seton Hall. He was getting recruited by Duke and Kentucky. Uh, spent two years there and got out. So it kind of, you know, opened your eyes a little bit more to the situation and you know where some of these guys do end up going. And like we said, Sean Miller, the the wiretap situation that was the big news of the weekend. Um, what, what do you say? He was giving like a hundred k to for yeah. DeAndre uh, Ayton. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, that's just ridiculous. I, I would I would have to think he he's gonna be fired. Like like how do you even? St- like how is he even still yeah, like, like they under didn't contract? Let, they right didn't now? let him coach the game last night. Like I did see that. Um, I mean, the big thing for him though is if they fire him because of this, then he gets paid more. I saw. Uh, that. I get, did see that. He gets contract. paid twice as much. Yeah. More than if it was for no reason. Yeah. Which so, ain't good for him. So is he even like nervous? Like when, probably not. When, probably he's when probably he not sweating at all. Things? Is he breaking a sweat? I don't think yeah, so. Right? No, probably not. Not not like he was uh, in in the picture we're gonna post on Instagram. Yeah, wait for that. So he's probably thinking to himself, "I'm gonna offer this kid a hundred k to go to my school, but it's okay because if I get caught, I'm still. It's like a win win situation. Yeah, you might you know? as well, right? You might as well try. Yeah, he's Seriously. still riding off into the sunset with ten mil if he gets fired. So <laughs> makes you kind of question things though. Like, I mean, Duke is the the top three prospects, and they're also on this list. Like, uh, you know how. What are we talking like, about? What could be going on there? Hey, one school that's not on this list, St. Joe's. St. Joe's. Right. We do things the right way. Right? That, we're clean. We're clean. Does that like automatically get us into the NCAA tournament or something? It do we raises the question. Is there like an added is there a benefit somewhere where we <laughs> yeah. get into the tournament? For that? I, I wish it was like that, but it's going to be the same nonsense. Like these sanctions will will be down the road next year. Yeah, I would have to think Arizona might you know miss out on the postseason yeah, or something and, like that. Uh, Shaq's son he decommitted, decommitted yeah. from there because yeah. of all of it. So probably a decrease in scholarships, yeah. but all the normal stuff. I don't think we're seeing like a death penalty. I don't think it's – I mean, I don't think we're at that point yet, but it, it'll be interesting to see like yeah. what the uh, FBI comes down on them with, with this. All right, switch, switching it up a little. So a di- bit of a different story. We have a guy going to Hunter College in New York City, living in the dorms for almost 40 years. 
that would never happen at St. Joe's. So, yeah. So this guy was a male nurse, and apparently whatever dorm building that they were using at Hunter College, they used to use for some sort of nursing school back in the day. So this guy, when he was back in nursing school, was in this dorm, and he used it as like a second... I'm not really sure on like the details of it but he used it as like a crash pad they say in the article so like as a second house to, so he like, didn't realize for 40 years that like he was just living in a college dorm like, i think he realized but he just sort of like took advantage no one, of, no like, one said anything yeah. yeah he just kind of had this contractual option of doing this and he just took advantage of it for 38 years i think i would why not it's like i like that's kind of like free i mean they say it's a crash pad but that's kind of like free living for a while yeah the rent was like seven hundred dollars a month that's not so bad for new york i don't know where it is in new york you guys probably know better than me but uh, yeah it's I, not bad i've never even heard of this place so i wouldn't know but like <laughs> yeah i think it's in manhattan but it is uh, it's in the city do we know how he got caught or someone found out is there anything into that yeah like, I don't, how, how did it take f- almost 40 yeah, years 40 for, like, years are college kids that oblivious that like they didn't realize just like a guy that was 20 years older than them living with them like taking like using their bathroom like the communal showers, yeah, I mean, like they never saw him. Like what? I mean, if you feel like like after twenty years, that might be enough. But then another eighteen <laughs> years on top of that. Maybe he was like this Greg Oden type guy, but he just looks very yeah. old. But the students just like, oh, that's it just true. looks old. So he's like sixty seven. That's like like almost <laughs> seventy. That's like I think of it like if I saw a seventy year old guy walking down like our hallway, like I think uh, like just constantly every day, I'd say something. That is too good, but. <laughs> What what's this next one we got? The eleven year old and the Yeah, so uh <laughs> this over in great. Westchester, Pennsylvania, outside of Philly, uh a Boy Scout got called for jury duty and this kid's eleven years old and apparently was very excited to uh have this opportunity. Did he have like a super courts. common name that like they thought he was of age to be able to do jury duty? Like Is it eighteen? How does an eleven year old get called for jury duty? Also, what, did you say he was excited? Because who's excited for Jerry? Duty? No, this is this is what I found out. He went on a field trip to this the same courtroom he was assigned to. Yep, the which county is why, court. Yeah, yeah. Which is, is why he was assigned that. That's that's absurd. This this kid doesn't who's, know what like, he's in for. Whose error is that? And like, <laughs> apparently, you gotta be at least eighteen, don't you? Yeah, I, I think, think so. Apparently, they had like a new uh, company that chooses the people or whatever selects the names. However, they do that. So. There's some sort of error in that whole process. All right, red light, green light this week. I'm starting her off. My red light is the Scouts of America, so Girl Scouts and Boy Scouts. Um, Today on the drive-in to Marlton, New Jersey, we went to Wawa, and outside the Wawa, there were a bunch of Girl Scouts trying to sell us uh, Girl Scout cookies. Did we buy any? No, we did not. They're we, so unavoidable, though. I had to resist, like, really hard. Are they it's really that unavoidable? I think, I mean, we kind of did, like, a little loop around. We but, purposefully uh, avoided them. Yeah, we did. But uh, it's it's tough, too. They definitely saw us avoiding them. Like, yeah. we parked right in front of them and went around the car. <laughs> I could feel myself, like, smirking yeah. as we walked fast, <laughs> trying not to pay attention. The, and then the worst, too, they're so accommodating. They take Venmo now. They yeah. make it so much easier. Yeah. Like, it's you really worst. just can't miss. And they, they sit outside of Campion, too. Yeah. It's terrible. All right, my red light, definitely the weather right now. We Wednesday, it was like 75 degrees out. It was ridiculous. We were out like playing sports and, yeah, and everyone was like, rain around, like laying around in shorts and t-shirt. And then it has literally been like 40 and raining every day. For the every past, day this like, month. Three it's days. terrible. Yeah, my buddy literally wore shorts on Wednesday because it was 
75, I think mm-hmm. it was. And then he said he opened his weather app the next day and it didn't like reload. So he thought it was 77 again. But it was actually oh, like raining fuck. and cold. Oh, no. So he's wearing shorts around. Okay. <laughs> Bro, look out the window. All right, Jack, what do you got for green light? All right, my green light is any Olympic sport. So whether it's curling, I think we talked about this in a prior episode, but curling, I've been watching a lot of uh, speed skating. It's always good. Um, those those wipeouts are pretty epic, to they, be honest. They can be. It's like a car crash like, in NASCAR. It's it's kind of scary because they have like those razor sharp blades, just like kind of, <laughs> you know, you never know where they're gonna land. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. you don't. But it's, it's kind of sketchy there. But any the, Olympic sport, the is, curling gold medal match that the USA ended up winning right. uh, was pretty electric. Actually, I'm so in on curling, bro. Uh, and like before the Olympics, I never even watched it. It's but good it's stuff. So entertaining. Uh, did you guys catch the? Uh, I'll, I'll throw it up on the Instagram later. The uh, guy from who'd they play in the gold medal round? Sweden. Sweden. Sweden yeah. He did on his last, like, I don't know, what do you what do you call that when they sweep. throw it down the ice? His last no, no, no. His last, he was, uh, uh, his, last, his last go. His last, his last go at it. He did a little he did a little spin move on the ice just to uh, really add I some extra flair. Are there celebrations in curling? I haven't watched I don't think so. <laughs> no. Not really, no. Touchdown celebrations. The, U- the, US, <laughs> the U.S. guys are getting pretty pumped up, though. Yeah? I yeah. feel like you win the gold medal. You deserve you it. You got to sell you a little plus bit. Plus, theirs was like a feel-good story. Kind of like they all like trained themselves because like they weren't supposed to be the original oh, team that cool. went, I think, or something like that. Uh-huh. All right. my So my next green light, you guys could all go at me for this one, but soccer season is coming back, baby. I know the Premier League's been going, but back in, in the United States, we got the MLS coming up this upcoming – or – next week uh and i'm excited i couldn't be more excited they added a new team this this year uh lafc uh, will farrell actually owns it my team new york city acquired a bunch of solid players i'm looking forward to it one of those things i just like never got into like i went to the first new york city game and just like froze my ass off in march like <laughs> it wasn't as as good as i thought it sounded better on paper but uh <laughs> i don't know there seems like there's too many teams you got david beckham's team coming in with that next year or a few years from now I don't never know. found it appealing. I'm excited. I think it's good for the league. All European the soccer is just so much better too. That's probably it. Like, is more exciting just because like that's what the names are. Yeah. You know, like, what at the end of the, their career that they come over here. So yeah. I think we should actually subtract teams from the MLS, make it more competitive by having like more good players per like only like the top like ten teams in the league can stay. Yeah. Like, <laughs> maybe cut it down to like uh, well, whatever well, ten. 15 there's talk about like adding a relegation into so you can like move if you just finish like at the bottom of the league one year you move down into like the second division and or maybe we should uh like vince mcmahon bringing back the xfl we should start the mls x or something <laughs> might be more uh, appealing that way <laughs> just more aggressive <laughs> all right joining us now on the never graduate show is espn's mike breen how you doing mike brian how are you bud doing all right before we get into things, you know, mostly NBA we're going to talk about, I want to get your take on this whole college basketball scandal and the FBI investigation this week. What, what's your take on that? Well, I, I think, um, you know, for years there's always been rumors and speculation about all the different things that go on in college basketball and in college athletics in general, but especially college basketball and college football. And there's always been talk, oh, they're going to have to, they're going to change everything around and they're going to finally have... Uh, a big overhaul of the system, but no, nothing ever happens. But this is different. Uh, this is not the NCAA investigating. This is the FBI investigating. And I think we're going to have, you know, a snowball effect of a lot of people having to answer for their indiscretions 
and I think for the first time we're going to see some major changes. Now, how long it takes, how big the changes are, remain to be seen because I think there's still so much to be disclosed. But I think we're going to uh, we're going to see a, an enormous change in uh, in college athletics and the way they run. Um, are there any legitimate threats to Golden State this year? I think there are. Um, you know, the Rockets are certainly a team that's that's narrowed the gap considerably. Um, Golden State has gotten better as well, but the Rockets have really added to uh, to their roster in the areas that they desperately needed. Um, so I think right now between the Rockets, how good they are, how hungry they are, and I do feel, and it's still, you know, there's still time to go in the regular season, but I, I think Golden State has lost a little bit of that hunger that obviously comes. It's human nature when you play in three straight NBA finals and win two of them. Um, you don't have that same passion. It's, it's just hard for an athlete to maintain that, especially during the regular season. Um, so I think the Rockets are, uh, are a team that, that has a chance to give them real trouble. As far as the East, I, I don't think so. As, as much as the new additions to the Cavaliers uh, is intriguing, and I don't think we've seen the finished product yet because they're still getting used to each other, um, I, I think really right now the one team that can challenge, uh, challenge Golden State is the Rockets, and I think it could be a, a legitimate real challenge. Speaking of the Warriors, we saw a little controversy last night between Pachulia and Westbrook. Was it kind of clear from where from where you were sitting where uh, it looked like he purposely fell on him? No, you know it wasn't. And you know after the game, uh, we were heading to the airport and we saw what what Westbrook had said after the game, and I was like, wow, I didn't. It really didn't strike me as as one of those because in that situation, it seemed to me that Pachulia's feet got tangled up and as you guys know it's um, you get a 6'11 7 foot guy that gets his feet tangled up if he goes down he's going to come toppling down you know now Pachulia has has received a rap from other people certainly last year in the playoffs with the uh, the Kawhi Leonard injury uh, that right, some right. feel he's a dirty he's a dirty player but you know I, I've watched the replay a couple of times you know it does look a little awkward like why does he have fall directly on him like that but but I also think that his feet did get a little tangled up you know it's the hardest thing to do um or not the hardest but it, it's a difficult thing to do as, as a broadcaster when you call in an event um to definitively say what a player's intention is on a certain play you know there was another play earlier in the game where Draymond Green came on top of you know, went to block Carmelo Anthony's shot, and the momentum from his arm came down and clocked him right in the head. And it seemed like it was a, a little extra, but it's hard to tell. You're not out there playing. You're not out there in terms of, you know, the game moves so quickly. It's hard to tell what a player's intent is. Only that player really knows. But I think Pachulia, uh, I, I did think his feet got a little tangled up. So to me, it was not clear cut that he just uh, tried to fall on Westbrook. Now, I want to get your take on tanking, we saw Mark Cuban this week got fined 600k for his comments on the, on the subject. It seems like it's worked for teams like the Sixers here in Philadelphia. As a Knicks fan, I'm looking at the prospects in this year's draft. Give me a reason why I shouldn't root for the Knicks to lose. Ryan, it's a great thought. It's a great question. Um, you know, for example, the other night I'm doing a game in Orlando. And the Knicks have this comeback win against the Magic, and they snap their losing streak. And, you know, you're thrilled for the players and the coaches because, 
you know, the, the losing streak was w- really wearing on them. And the game ends, and it's like, okay, that's nice. That was a good win for them. And then you say to yourself, yeah, but, you know, for the long term um, of the of the team and of the organization, they really are better off losing every game and getting the highest possible draft pick. And it's the same scenario every single year you go through it. If you're a fan, it's a legitimate concern, and it's a legitimate thing to, th- to think and to say. But I, I truly believe um, – you have to you have to take into into account the coaches and the players in this instance. Jeff Hornacek might be coaching for his job. He's got to show his bosses that he can get his team to play hard, play together, and get wins and overachieve. These players, they're all trying to prove to themselves, to prove to the coaching staff, and in many cases, prove to other teams that they're going to be a free agent or maybe trade bait that they they can play, and they're trying to show how good they are. And they just have their pride as well. The veterans who you know are under contract and aren't going anywhere. Same thing. They have the pride. They want to go out there. When you're out on the floor, you're not thinking about next year's draft pick. You're thinking about, I want to beat the guy who's in front of me. So from that standpoint, the players have to go out there and, and play hard. Now, coaches can do different things. They can put in just young lineups that never play together and, and pretty much guarantee a loss. But I'm one that believes in bad karma like that. And you want to, especially if you're in an organization like the Knicks trying to build it up, um, you you do want to establish a winning culture. You don't want to have a message with these guys like, all right, let's go out there, guys. We're going to lose, but play your best. No, you, you want to send the message of, yeah, we're, we're undermanned. The other team has more talent. But don't use that as an excuse. You want to, you want to make that a mindset in, in all your players. Go out there and overachieve. And beat this team, even though nobody thinks you can and nobody thinks you should. So it's a tough situation because at the other end of the spectrum, you know what? The more they lose, the better they chance, the better the chance they have of getting the number one pick, which could be a franchise player. But as we've seen in almost every draft, often they're the best player in the draft is the one that's ninth or thirteenth. I mean, look at Donovan Mitchell this year. So yes. I know that's a long-winded answer, but I see the side from both sides. I just think as an organization, when, when you take into account what the coaches and players are, are going through, um, you can't expect them just to lay down. All right, Mike, uh, Jack here. Um, a more Sixers-centric question. Um, one huge topic down here over the past few weeks has been where LeBron could possibly go and if he could possibly end up uh, in a Sixers uniform in the, in the future. What do you think <laughs> about that situation? Could that possibly well, be? Jack, uh, I don't. I don't think he's going to go to Philadelphia. Although you never know. I mean, when you look at that roster and those unbelievably talented young players, if I'm an older veteran and I want to be on a team on the rise, Sixers, Sixers are absolutely a team that I would think about. Um, but I, I honestly, and people are going to laugh at me for saying this, but I honestly don't think he knows exactly what he's going to do yet. I, I think a lot of it depends on what happens. Um, you know, say they, this this team with these new players just mesh perfectly, and it all comes together, and they win another title. Right. I, I can't possibly see him leaving. Um, I, I think his relationship with the owner has been been uh, deteriorated to a point that there's a really good chance he's going to leave. But until you see what happens on the court when players bond together and do something special. Sometimes that can change uh, change your intentions. So I think a lot has to happen beforehand. Um, I have no idea what he's gonna he's gonna go. I think there's a good chance he's gonna leave, but I just I wouldn't rule it out yet that he's gonna stay, especially after those 
those terrific moves those guy the front office made at the trading deadline. Yeah, absolutely. Mike, speaking of LeBron and the Cavs possibly going to the finals again, uh, you've seen him play in the last eight of them. What would you say is the most memorable finals that you've called? Well, anytime there's a game seven, um, I think those are the finals that, that, that stand out the most. So, you know, Golden State, uh, what what they've done last year, what they did offensively, it was just a, as good an offensive performance from a team as, as you can imagine. Um, but I, I think the, the finals where LeBron and, and Cleveland came back from 3-1 down and then won game seven on the road, you know, thrilling game down the stretch that wasn't decided until until the final shot. Um, that's probably the most memorable because it was historic. A team had never... Um, lost a final series when they were up three games to one um, for it being the first championship ever for the Cavaliers and for, for James to be able to do that, lift his team up and come back and win. Um, that was certainly up there. You know, it, like I said, any game seven, the, the, uh, the Spurs and the heat Ray Allen, the game six shot to force a game seven and then Miami winning in seven games, uh, the Lakers and the Celtics, um, back in 2009, um, when they won it, um, I mean 2008, excuse me. Um, no, it was 2002. <laughs> I'm it up. 2010 was the Lakers Celtics uh, seven games. 2008 was a six game series. So those, I think, those are the most memorable ones. But that that Cavs Warriors uh, game seven was, I think, one for the ages. Definitely an exciting one. But uh, just continuing with the NBA, who do you got? For MVP thus far, I think uh, early in the season there were about four or five guys that that really deserved consideration. But right now it's it's a one man race. James Harden, what he's doing night in and night out, yeah. uh, is just absolutely incredible. And the the shame of it is that players like LeBron James, like Steph Curry, like Kevin Durant, like Giannis Antetokounmpo, um, there's a few guys that are having. MVP worthy seasons and in other seasons and in other years, they would be contenders. But I think Harden uh, this year to be doing what they're doing, you know, remember they have the best record in basketball and they've had some real injury problems. I mean, Chris Paul's missed so many games yet. They're still playing at that level. Um, They've had other injuries. Clint Capella's missed some games. Eric Gordon's missed some games. Harden himself missed seven games yet. They have this record. And it's because what he's doing, he's just in complete control on the floor. Uh, he's improved defensively, um, but offensively, offensively right now, he's uh, he really is an unstoppable player. Yeah, he's definitely something special to watch. Mike, we can't thank you enough for coming on and uh, giving some of your time today. Ryan, my pleasure, guys. Nice to talk to you, and uh, good luck to the Hawks. All right, hold my beer this week goes to George Mason, who beat us yet again on a buzzer beater to break all of our hearts. Uh, I don't know about you guys, I watched the game on TV, and the first half was brutal, but we finally got back into it. Like It looked like it was going to be a game, there was a chance we went to overtime, and 
they just beat us on a buzzer beater. Just horrible. Brutal, I mean, brutal one to watch. The funny thing about that is, like, I was actually at the game. My dad came down, too. I had completely forgotten about the fact that they beat us on a buzzer beater earlier in the year. Mm-hmm. But as soon as the shot went up, I remembered it. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, this is about to happen again. And it did. The announcer jinxed us, too, though. Like, right right before they're going to shoot the shot, you can hear him talking about it. Yeah. yeah like, yeah. he just, he kind of, like, assumed it was going to go to OT. And I don't know why you would do that, also. We just, like. Oh. We're kind of like the bad news bears this season. <laughs> so I don't know why you would ever assume that something like fortuitous is going to happen to us. For me, I would just assume that it's going to go in and then we're going to lose on a buzzer beater. And just to like rub our noses in a little more, we were like, uh, we can't even turn on the TV without seeing like the back-to-back comparisons about George Mason. Yeah, it was on like two buzzer beaters against us in a row. It was on like every hour of oh, Sports yeah. Center the day after. Yeah, they like, finally they finally give us some uh, relevancy out there on the national landscape and. It's for the wrong reasons. It's just heartbreaking. For the worst reasons. (laughs) All right, so this week for our Whoa, Just Take It Easy, man, we have an interesting story out of Michigan here. So a guy in Michigan had a skunk problem at his house um, and decided to handle it himself by getting a smoke bomb, and it resulted in his house being a complete loss due to a fire. It's not a great look. That's why they they have people for hire to... Yeah, they have like professionals who know how to do that. Blows my mind. And if you're gonna like handle it yourself, that is like the most extreme measure to take. The best part is we have we have a quote from the uh, so the fire chief of of the area. So he said, "We suggest citizens hire pest control professionals." Which like off to like off to a great start there. Like good good job. Uh, However, if one is an absolute diehard (laughs) do-it-yourselfer, please read and understand the directions and warning labels before applying a smoke bomb to your home or garage so a fire chief is still kind of like encouraging people to use smoke bombs basically <laughs> i don't i don't know pretty, pretty even if he was successful in doing this the whole house would have smelled like skunk if you blow up the skunk it's also true it would have been that, it probably would have been a lot worse that way all right yellow lights mine this week i ran into this issue um eating peanut butter sandwiches without a beverage it's the worst. It, it causes so many problems. Who are you? Like, who just eats a peanut butter sandwich? Like, two pieces of bread with peanut butter in the middle, correct? Yeah, exactly. Who does that? That's like... like I've never heard it's of that pretty, before. You're an animal. You need some pre- jelly on there, man. That's pretty normal, I would no, say. No, it's Ryan, right, what's your take on this? You ever have honey on it? Honey and peanut butter? I've never tried that. You I've, should try that. I've heard of it, but... You would definitely like that if you're, like, just peanut butter. What do you think about that, Riley? Honey? Is that I, mm, against your? Uh, no, I could live with that. But who just eats like like peanut butter? Like, I've never banana. heard. I, I don't think I've ever like because El- Elvis heard of the Presley banana used thing. to do yes, that. That was the big but thing. I've never heard. I've never heard of just peanut butter. Like I don't think I know anyone who just eats a peanut butter scent. Is peanut butter not good? Like peanut butter's I, good. I hate peanut butter. I'm weird though. I like crunchy peanut butter. Oh, yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's I like both. Great. I don't yes, even I'm eat not. it, and I know that's disgusting. You would not have enjoyed this because this was creamy peanut butter without anything else. It was actually wheat bread too. Now, what? have you made like a triple decker with just peanut butter? What do you mean? Oh, you know, like three, three slices, three slices, slices of No, bread. I haven't done that. That would, oof. That would be interesting. So you, that would be getting that. very risky. But I, you, you I brought the beverage, the beverage part. I need a beverage with just about anything, anything? I eat. It's yeah. not, yeah, especially peanut butter, but. Yeah, I don't know what I was thinking at the time. It was, <laughs> I'm, I'm a, I'm it gets a, very like. No more Philadelphia water. <laughs> I stopped that a long Bro, time ago. Who still eats? Who who just eats a peanut butter sandwich? I've never like that's not even something I've heard of. Why? I don't know. They People don't have that don't, on Long Island. No, I guess not. People just don't do that. Okay, my second yellow light of the week 
um, another food related one. So a couple days after this little peanut butter fiasco, I was cutting up a pineapple. So like one of the actual, like not like a fruit cup, Riley, one of the actual pineapples that you buy at the grocery store. I was like slicing it up, cutting like the top off or whatever the stem. I don't know what you call it for a pineapple, but it turned into a mess because pineapples and I had forgotten this because it had been a while. They're like incredibly sticky and just a complete nuisance to prepare. What bro, do you guys think? Bro, you got to go with the fruit cups. I don't know. Like, why Why would you want to prepare your own pineapple? It Is was, that like some sort of... Yeah. I, I can guarantee over the next three remaining years of my college life, I will never, never prepare once prepare a pineapple. pineapple. That's just like... I mean, unless you're like really craving it, like I would not take the time to cut a pineapple up. I don't know yeah. what got into me, but when I was walking through the fruit section at the grocery store, I just had to... You were overcome with the sensation. It was a good deal. It was like two for three, I think. So I got two of them. Did you get some kind of satisfaction from like consuming your own pineapple? I mean, it's good. I enjoy it. You know what's actually really good? I've gotten this sometimes. Like my mom will get like an edible arrangement sometimes. Nice. Chocolate covered pineapple. Very good. Might not not sound as good, like, but it is very good. That kind of defeats the purpose of the fruit. Like I was trying to make like a healthy choice. Like, all right, I'll get these pineapples. Like I'll, you know, take some initiative here. You need a little extra flavor, you know? Does anybody know what the top of the pineapple is called? I just uh, looked it up. I have no idea. The crown. The crown. Ah, it kind of looks like oh, a crown. Yeah. Okay. All right. All fun, right. Fun fact. I will say when you're storing the pineapples beforehand. Um, Still have some left. It's, no, I don't. Oh. But like between when I bought them and when I actually like got down to slicing them up, it's just a complete waste of space. <laughs> like, I, like I'm living in a dorm right now where like space is at a premium. When you have those big crowns that are like half of the actual <laughs> pineapple. How do you remove like, I don't know what to call it. It's not like the skin, but like the hard exterior of a pineapple. Like how did, how tough is it to like actually do uh, that? It's not very tough. You just kind of like slice down the sides of it. I feel like you have to like fucking hack at that. Like, Pineapple's probably like the weirdest, not fruit, but like food in general. Like They are very weird. They are pretty weird. Like, look at the skin of it yeah. or whatever it's called. It's just like, what? <laughs> that and coconuts. Coconuts are weird, man. Yeah. Like they, coconuts are very weird. I don't know. They're like hairy and stuff. It's gross. And let me tell you, don't have any cuts on your hands or inside of your mouth when you're preparing a pineapple because that pineapple juice. All right, random thoughts this week. What do we got? When you put headphones in your pocket after walking to class, listening to music, you take them out again to walk back like to your room. Somehow you like you put them away neatly. Then they're in like a ball with like 10 knots in the wire. It takes me like half the time that it takes to walk back i can only listen to half the amount of music because it took me so long to untangle them like how does that even happen it's just the worst bro they're just sitting in your pocket and, how and do they mo- like there's no way it moves around that much and even if you're wearing like jeans like they're pressed up yeah. against your pocket like how are they moving around in there enough to where they can tie themselves into like knots and stuff aren't it's they supposed to be like tangle proof or something that, that they said i'm pretty are sure they? they are yeah probably it, like they're they the are, material though, they use terrible. like but the, they'll be gone 10 years from now, well, anyway, everyone's yeah, got, got the, the wireless ones. Yeah. Yeah. Have you guys tried them? I haven't, no. I don't know if they're any good or not. Hopefully they are, because I can't deal with the, the annoying just headphones in the pocket. It's like one of my biggest pet peeves is how they always get tangled, because it makes no sense. And Even when they're not in my pocket, like they can just be sitting on like a table somewhere. Yeah, right, they'll still there's find There's some right here. Let's see if these are tangled. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> uh, yep. Oh, well, not that bad. They're kind of tangled, though. I guess uh, Ty keeps... They were still, uh, they were still tangled, though. <laughs> They always are. 
All right, my random thought this week is why are Sabbath days on days that are already on the weekend? So for Christians, obviously Sundays, and then like for Jewish people, they have Saturdays, which are their days of worship. Why are they on weekend days? The person who made that decision, couldn't they have just made like Monday the Sabbath, get Monday off instead of a day that we already had off? I, I mean, I kind of yeah. think it's like, because so you're not supposed to do like any work on holy days and so like actually so they wanted to do it on a day where they wouldn't actually be working if i had to guess so like uh, like obviously no one's working on like or like most people aren't working like saturday sunday but why would you take a day off of work on a day that you already don't have work like you're not working on sunday to begin with why would you take that day off from work shouldn't you take a day off that you're working in the first place yeah, but then it'd have to be every week. Like, then you'd lose a day of the work week. Yeah. You, like, let's say, like, isn't we, that, isn't, let's say, like, our day of church t- was, like, moved to Tuesday. Then, like, you would technically, like, lose that day. But, right, like, but isn't... It's already, like, a thing where... Isn't Saturday worshiping God more important than not working on Tuesday? <laughs> I, like, I don't know, bro. That's, <laughs> I couldn't give you When an the weekends were invented, that's what they were kind of thinking about throwing those days in there specifically yeah. for this reason. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in this week, episode 17. Check us out on Twitter and Instagram, at NeverGradPod. Also, iTunes, make sure you write a five-star review and subscribe. Special thanks to Mike Breen for coming on this week. Really appreciate it. Uh, And make sure you hit up the voicemail line. The number is 267-819-2535. And the song this week is Mary Lucy I by Chris Buxton. It's only up from here. Yeah, I, I can't stay tonight I'm so fucking high Will you hear my phone? I can't justify What you seem to like Mary Lucy, I I can't stay tonight I'm so fucking high Will you hear my phone? I can't justify I'm just way too high, girl I put a ring on it, yeah Top down, let me sing on it Baby, what you need from me? Okay, okay, I love is one way You smoke to all day, you're lonely Yeah, but I can be your only Skip classes on a Monday I knew that we were something Yeah You fall, but you know I'm round And I'm next to you when you tell me Mary Lucy, I I can't stay tonight, I'm so fucking high Will you hear my phone? I can't justify What you seem to like, Mary Lucy, I I can't stay tonight, I'm so fucking high Will you hear my phone? I can't justify I'm just way too high, girl I'm gripping your hair No need to be scared